Welcome to the Creators Are Brands podcast. I'm your host, Tom Boyd. This is the show where we discover how storytellers are building brands online. You can also check out my short form video content on TikTok and Instagram at bonus footage. And today's episode, we learn how to pitch and negotiate brand deals with Kristen Busquet. Now, Kristen is an influencer creator coach that helps people turn their impact into income. I bought Kristen's ebook on pitching and negotiating brand deals, which is linked wherever you're listening to this episode. And I love it so much. I, I took what I learned and I applied it me- immediately. Then I reached out to her and I said, you need to be charging more for this. Then I asked her to be on the podcast so we could talk through some of my favorite parts. And that's what this whole episode is about. We discuss getting clarity on your creator brand and creating a mission statement, how to start talking to brands, the importance of building a loyal AF audience, what deliverables you should include when pitching to a brand, working with brands for package deals and long-term partnerships, how to get in touch with brands and start building that relationship, what to include in your media kit, the importance of confidence when negotiating rates as an influencer and the mistakes the majority of influencers make when pitching brands. And speaking of confidence and and reaching out to brands. Let's talk about the brand I'm working with today as the partner of this episode, which helps me be super confident when I'm talking to brands. Very meta, I know. But something we talk about a lot on this podcast is monetizing your content as a storyteller. That's why I'm excited to tell you about our sponsor, Lumanu. This is the platform that I use that makes working with brands and getting paid easier so I can focus my time doing what I enjoy the most, creating content and connecting with you. You've heard me talk about how we need to stop looking at brands as one-off transactions, rather see to build a relationship with them and the way you build a relationship is through effective communication and Lumano has a collabs feature that simplifies the communication process with the brand you're working with so imagine having email google docs dropbox and payments all in one place so when it comes to expectations deliverables and timing you can literally stay on the same page with the brand you're working with go sign up and start treating your creator brand like a pro at lumano.com my name is Kristen Busquet I am living here in Charlotte North Carolina and I have a hard time kind of classifying myself. This is always a tough question. I'm sure you get the same thing, but I usually um, just kind of say that I work in social media. So I am an influencer, content creator, but I also um, am a mentor and teach people how to more successfully monetize their social media platforms. And that is so needed right now. That is such an essential yeah. thing right now. I kind of feel like it's the the wild, wild west. Um, I mean, you're seeing... Uh, especially with it, with what's going on with paid ads, uh, more money is being shifted into the creators. With creators having kind of overnight success on accounts like TikTok, they people need answers for how to price for their creative work. And your book, I came across it, and it provided so much clarity. It's very clear, you know. It, it's that a lot of time went through this. So it's pitching and negotiating oh, yeah. for digital creators. Your website is your social client. Uh, how do you, how do you pronounce it? Your social mate. Oh, oh. <laughs> Everyone always says your social client. Oh, yeah, just yeah, your yeah. social mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. As I started to say it out loud, I was like, wait, that's not what it is. So you're your social mate. <laughs> that, that's even cooler. It makes it stickier. Um, so as we're as you're listening to this episode, go check out her website and we're gonna we're gonna walk through this this guide. We're gonna hit some high level points from the table of contents. So the first chapter is clarity and purpose. So at what point are we going to start to try to figure out our clarity and purpose? Is this is this before we're even created on TikTok or, or on Instagram? Or is this after we hit 300,000 followers? Like wh- wh- where do we start with the, with the clarity and purpose mission here? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, my advice is as early as possible. So if you are someone who's already a creator, who's maybe just starting to monetize, you obviously already have your foot in the door at this point. But, you know, taking a step back and figuring out that branding is definitely important, even if you're already in it. However, in a perfect world, I would definitely suggest that everyone does this before they dive into really, you know, spending all this time and energy and money creating content. Because if you can create that content a little bit more strategically and know exactly who you are and what kind of value you provide, you know, that makes it a lot easier and you're actually going to be creating content that will ideally perform better because you know what your audience wants and you're giving that to them. Okay, so th there's a there's a four-step audit process in the, in this clarity and and purpose um, phase. What is what what's like the one thing? Like if you were to focus on one thing right now, would it be the mission, your content pillars, uh, you know, the branding? Like, what's the one thing that you want to think about first? It's hard because they all really do go together, okay. but I would say that mission statement is probably the most important because at the end of the day, you know, you have to have some sort of purpose for why you're creating content in order for you to actually keep doing it. You know, if you don't have a clear understanding of why you're doing it, there's no real like commitment on your end, you know, so if you say, you know, my my mission here on Instagram or on TikTok, whatever it is, is to X, Y, and Z, you're going to make sure that you continuously create that content because you have something, you know, that people are expecting and that people want. So I think that's probably the most important part, but they really all are so important. They do. They, they definitely work off of each other. And I, I, I pick up what you're putting down right. here. When, when I started creating I, I I didn't really have – I was like kind of working it out out loud exactly what I – like I knew – I, I kind of had like a tagline. I didn't really have. I had. I had a behind the scenes tagline. I had. I didn't like promote this, but I was thinking. I was like, my tagline, like whenever I think of content, is that I am the spokesperson for creators. <laughs> so I never. I love that. I, I, love I that. never promoted that because I was like, that sounds a little cocky to like just just like uh, pick me to be the spokesperson. <laughs> but in my mind, yeah. I wanted it when people came across my content. As an individual solo creator, they would they would immediately get the feeling that this guy is rooting for my success. And I don't know if right. that's an entire mission statement, but I know that when I was just starting this new brand with with uh, bonus footage and um, creators or brands, this podcast, uh, that's what I kind of just kept coming back to. And then I started to now um, kind of chisel away and, and figure out exactly. Uh, how I was going to be doing that. So it was, you know, helping them. Uh, right. create with confidence so building your creative process build your audience and then monetize and some of those things i don't i'm not the best at but like i feel like i can get answers for <laughs> you know i can i can uh right, you know right. I, i'm more of uh, i consider myself a a journalist more than an expert so it, my journalism is talking right, to someone researcher. like you and and all right guys this is this is how you actually monetize this content Right. Yeah, it's definitely a process that I find with my mentorship students takes the longest and there's the most trial and error. Like, I don't expect anyone to jump into it and immediately know, like, this is exactly why I'm here. This is exactly what I'm going to create. I definitely think that it takes a lot of trial and error. I know for me, like, that process took even a couple of years for me to say, like, okay, I finally feel like I understand why I'm here and I have such a clear understanding on that. And like now I know exactly what to do. You know, that becomes so much more 
simple for you to create content and, you know, writing your captions, all of those things, if you understand it, but it definitely is a trial and error process for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of helps to have, you know, somewhat of an understanding, you know, even if you don't have it fully defined, don't wait to publish, and then once you start publishing, you get a feedback loop based on what people are responding to, what you like to do, and what you're good at doing. <laughs> you know, you kind of, when you kind of have yep, those things absolutely. combined, it you start you can be like, okay, this is my mission. Like, this is really what I want my mission to be. Exactly. Yeah. One thing that I typically will tell my students in that first month when we're really trying to kind of nail that down is, you know, what are you an expert at? What are you passionate about? What could you talk about all day long and like never run out of things to talk about and you get excited about? That's kind of the the area you should start looking in. And then you have to ask yourself, how can the answers to those questions connect with my target audience and what they're looking for? And that sweet spot is typically what you end up kind of having as your mission statement. Like, this is what my audience wants. This is what I can give them. So my mission is to give them that content. Beautiful. And yeah, I can tell too in your content, there's a clear... Like I don't even need to go deep into your content to know that there's a clear voice and like a, a, a from your brand. And uh, so it was that is it's that is that all something that you've worked on yourself that that uh, you know just didn't happen overnight. But you kind of developed this. Uh, I can tell you your brand has a stance, like it has a has a feeling. As soon as I scroll onto your page. Thank you. I mean, that is like the best compliment you can give me because I feel like it. it's very difficult to nail it down. I, I'm working at it every day trying to improve it. But I think that with my branding for, for my, you know, my business and my personal brand, my biggest thing was like, I don't ever want to come off as like someone who's not relatable or someone who's like higher above. Like, I want my followers to feel like very related to me. And so with the brand, you'll always notice like in all of our captions and the way we write on our website and all of our copy pretty much anywhere is always kind of talking like we're talking to our best friend. And that's always been something that's been important to me because I know when I was looking at, um, you know, like different programs when I was in my beginning stages of my journey here, like I felt like lower than everyone else and I didn't really have anyone that I felt super related to that could teach me and so that's kind of what I wanted to be for my audience because I felt like there really wasn't a lot of people out there like that so, so this mentorship group that you've created what what does that program look like I, I'll you know instead of just waiting to the end to get to I'm curious what is that that <laughs> program because like that'll give people a spectrum of like an understanding of uh it, the uh the the ebook knowledge and then also what the program what you're offering right. is uh, 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 the main offering in your business. Yeah, so our mentorship program is called Impact to Income and it's basically teaching creators, influencers or entrepreneurs how to have impact and turn that impact into income. And we basically go through four different months of different video modules with one-on-one coaching calls. We do a lot of group work as well on a weekly basis. And essentially that whole program goes through branding, organization, creating content, 
um, you know, growing your audience and building a really loyal, engaged community. And then once you have all of that really solidified, then we go into, you know, how to pitch to brands, how to negotiate, what to say back to all these different emails, how to read contracts, all the legalities of owning a business. Um, so I really try and have every single one of my mentorship students come out, first of all, profitable, but also you know, very well equipped with how to run a business because I don't think people realize creators are brands. Literally, like you don't realize how much money there is in this industry and our career path needs to be taken seriously, but there's just not a lot of great resources out there that teach influencers how to actually become, you know, businessmen or businesswoman because it's not really like that serious of a of an industry yeah or people don't look at it that way for some reason well it also changes so much uh it also changes so much and there's also what i've realized too is there's a lot of people that come into it um kind of out of nowhere (laughs) and and so i I would love to kind of talk uh you know run some of these ideas through the the lens of someone that is listening to this podcast and they might have just you know, had a couple of videos take off, do really well on TikTok because uh, that, that's a lot of the a lot of the listenership is is uh, our TikTok creators. And let's say they have a hundred thousand, and they're starting to get brand deals saying, "Hey, we we want right. to work with you. We want, um, uh, you know, but but they're saying we want to work with you, but we want um." to pay you only $200 and we want exclusive for a year and we and we yeah. want all this this nonsense. So like let's let's talk about through that lens. So let's say that um someone uh, w- what's the first thing someone should do at that point? Once they get uh so say they 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 understand what their brand is, they're at that point and they yep. have fo- followers but they've never spoken to a brand. Where do we start? Yeah, this is, it's a crazy situation to be in. I actually have a lot of my mentorship students that are in this exact situation. And every single time, they're always surprised with when I tell them what they can charge. They're like, no way. Yeah. You know, like the imposter syndrome, I think, really sets in, especially when it hits you really quickly. You know, if you went from, 5,000 to 100,000 followers overnight, you have no idea what you're getting into at that point. So it's really scary. But typically what I would recommend at that point is you have to start treating it like a business. Like you're going to start making money. You need to get yourself registered. You need to learn about, you know, LLCs and and sole proprietorships and all of that stuff. It's it's not fun and it's not easy, but it's definitely something you're going to want to know about um, so that you're protecting yourself legally because it is a very rocky industry because a lot of the brands know that these creators are not, you know, lawyers and, and yeah, exactly. Like they don't really know what's going on a lot of the times. And it's very easy for you to be taken advantage of by brands. Um, you know, maybe in your contracts, they like sneak some sort of exclusivities in there or usage and you kind of just sign your way, your life away without really understanding. Um, so definitely doing your research and learning how to actually run this as a business is going to be very important, but finding a resource like our ebook that can teach you how much you should be charging because it is always more than people think it is. And if you're not charging what you're worth, you're really missing out on quite a bit. 
a lot of creators think like, oh, it, you know, it takes me 10 minutes to put together a TikTok video. Like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I'll charge them like a hundred bucks. But if you have hundreds of thousands of followers, even, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50,000 followers, like that's something you can make hundreds, if not thousands of dollars with. And brands will pay that. That's what your content is worth. And you have to equip yourself with the knowledge to, you know, not be taken advantage of in that way. Especially if you're one of the creators who, and and based off step four, has built a loyal AF audience. Because, one, <laughs> you want to protect their attention, right? You, you want to only bring quality relationships to, to them. But also, it's very different than someone that just has 100,000 on a random video and um, it's just, you know, people from, you know, all over the place. But if you have a loyal audience... And, yes. uh, you know, th you could you might be able to charge a lot more. And then you, you mentioned, too, I think something maybe it was in the ebook or maybe something you said on, on Instagram stories. But you talk about like all of the different things that you can price for. So like Lincoln, like I, I oh, this yeah. is how I think of it, sort of like a like a NASCAR driver. Right. Like there's so many different areas where they can put sponsorships or, you know, or, or like, you know, you see, yes. <laughs> you see you see boxers and like, you know, there's like there's like some famous clips of people like, um, you know, if, if a water bottle is in the shot and that brand didn't pay for it, then they move the water bottle out. So like everything, like from your Lincoln bio to what you're yeah. wearing to the background, like all of that is is stuff that um, you can put in a package. So say that uh, th this this. Um, influencer is now talking to a brand uh, they get in touch with this brand what, what is like the key deliverables that you like to go for that you think you think make it a great selling point to work with a brand yeah I mean for TikTok obviously there's a little bit less option than there are with stories um, TikTok video is obviously a great deliverable and you can also charge different prices because of the length of things too. Like if a brand asks you for a 15 second video, it's probably gonna cost a little bit less. And if they ask you for a three minute video, you know, you have to think about the time that's yep. going into it, editing time, time to create all of those things. So little things like that, that you may not even realize that there is a difference in price. There definitely can be a difference in price. Um, with Instagram, a lot of the, th the times, I'm always really surprised by this. I was actually just talking to a friend of mine who is, um, she basically recruits influencers for brands and she said the same thing, but so many people charge the same that they do, especially on Instagram for video that they do for a photo and that it should not be the case. Video should always cost more on the same platform. So like if it's, you know, an Instagram reel versus an Instagram in feed post of photos, you know, a reel should cost more. Or for example, like a carousel post with three photos in it should cost more than a single static image. So think about the time, effort, money, everything that you're putting into it, the more of all of those things, the more you should be charging. And you have to have the confidence in yourself and say, you know, I am worth that much. I need to ask for that much. And that's the hardest part, I think, that people don't do. It's like they don't think they're worth it, so they don't ask for it. But you would be so surprised by what you can accomplish if you just ask for it. Have you heard of uh, this this um framework i heard this once in like the freelancing world they said if they accept the first price then you didn't charge enough yep and that's definitely true absolutely you know i mean and that's you have to protect your time you have to you know protect your audience it's not selfish to do that and and these brands 
they hold up i'm gonna my fan my phone is buzzing um uh they <laughs> they, they uh I, i'm curious about your your thinking about this i find that brands the especially if you've built that loyal audience they're interested in not doing a, a one-off transaction they're interested in building a relationship um so instead of just saying, hey, like, let's just spend a video and that's it. Good times. You know, I, yeah. I find that they want to do like, you know, maybe two or three. Like maybe would you suggest right. when you're giving them the, the package to offer like the, the one and done and then maybe the the one that is more in bulk? It's it's more of a packaged option. Yeah. I mean, the best thing about that repeat exposure, I mean, it's really just so beneficial for everyone. For the brand, they're getting that repeat exposure, which means they're probably going to sell more. It usually takes more than one time of your audience seeing something it. for them to actually purchase it. So they're definitely going to see more sales there. Um, the other thing that's great for them is they're going to have more content, you know, more content for them to repurpose if they are paying you for usage. It's very beneficial for them. And usually, you know, most people, I always like to do this, give them like a very small discount for doing multiple yep. posts because it's also beneficial for you because, you know, you're not spamming your audience with 15 different brands, at, you know, like a week or a month and your audience feeling very overwhelmed, they get to a point where they start to associate you with that brand. So it doesn't feel as much like, you know, an ad or a sponsorship. And, you know, sometimes people get annoyed with those very quickly. So that's beneficial for you. But the other great thing is that if you have, you know, three posts, one each month for three months with a brand, that's like two months extra of partnerships you don't have to go out searching for it makes your life a lot easier it makes the brand's life easier they're probably going to make more money you're going to make more money it's such a win-win situation but it's a, a lot of the times i think it is difficult to immediately have that relationship a lot of the times what will happen is a brand might want to do something once see how it goes and then if it goes well they're like okay you know this is legit let's sign on for a three-month partnership i would say that happens a little bit more yep. often um but a lot of the times too i mean there are brands that just feel very confident about you and they're ready to invest in you long term and that is the best situation that you can be in in my opinion yep, yep. and now initially getting in touch with the brand i i love this section in the book about warming up the brands um and, yeah. and I, that goes along with building the relationship and, and i sort of have the the thesis that uh the people that were in you interact with at the brands uh, one you know they're uh they're trying to do a great job so your job should just help them to do a great job right and like that is by by making <laughs> yeah. this a great partnership so they look good to their boss and their team they're going to want to work with you more but yeah. also if you develop a good relationship with them it's a small industry uh, you know, a lot of them all work oh, yeah. together and like word of mouth will spread. But also if they go and get another job like, oh, and they have more resources there, then yeah. you'll be top of mind. And it's the relationship less about the, the one off transaction. Um, so in this section, warm up the brands, you you kind of um, you break it down where it's not like, oh, don't DM them right away. Don't call, you know, it's like, like it's not it's not just, you know, copy <laughs> yeah. and paste 25 DMs and send it to them. It's just. Follow them on social media. Start to learn about their world. So can we talk about that section of warming yes. up brands? 
Yeah, I think this is one of the the steps that majority of influencers miss when they are pitching and where they probably run into some issues with not getting responses or getting responses that just aren't what you're expecting. You have to remember that on the other end, there is an actual human. While you're talking to a brand, you're not talking to the brand. Right? You're talking to a representative of the brand. Yeah, a brand is just <laughs> it is a, person. a brand is just. The, yeah. the story, the name, the title, the logos. You're exactly. talking to a person that wants to do a good job and wants you to do a dang good job too. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It all reflects, you know, on them at the end of the day. So like if you can, like you said, do a great job to impress them, that's going to impress their boss. And, you know, it only, it only brings you good things from yep. there. Um, but I definitely think it is important for you to, again, remember there is another person on the end, other end. I know one thing that I like to do a lot is during you know like the holiday season or after i finish up a collaboration my best friend she makes like these really cute little sugar cookies with like she can customize them and stuff and so she always makes a box of cookies for the brand like if it's a brand that i want to continue working with so you know like i i always like to do that because again every single time i do it people always will send me a message back oh my gosh that was so sweet no one's ever done that for me and like you better believe that my name is top of mind anytime they have another partnership coming up which again uh, like you never know where they're going to go it is a small industry and you just never know what can come out of it i have a question can i hire your friend to do that for me <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. You definitely should all right, all right, reach cool. out. <laughs> cool, cool. Connect me with her. I'm gonna I would love to send out some sugar cookies and make some people's days. Yeah, and I just Hell love yeah. the whole brand warm Everyone up. Everyone loves cookies. Everyone loves cookies. And even if they don't let like, someone around them does, it'll make someone's day. Um <laughs> the the brand warm up checklist. Like I just I appreciate it because yes. the because organically reply to the brand stories to start DM convos a couple times. Like that was the last one in the checklist and so many people have that switched and i just see it like people just reaching out with like no tact yeah. like would you just walk up to a bar and be like hey let's work together <laughs> you know like 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 you would <laughs> yeah you wouldn't. exactly you, you build a relationship so and i think i think your tactic of doing it right. on stories is great too because that is like um that's like meeting them halfway uh, stories are like built to be like right. the uh, the ice the the icebreaker of a conversation, so that's when you just start de developing the yes. conversation. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, if even if the person who you're connecting with on social media isn't necessarily the person that's choosing the influencers, they're all like probably in the same room. If not, they're on Slack with each other every day. Like these people all know each other, obviously. So if you are, you know, in the brands, uh, re replying to their stories, leaving comments on their newest posts, keeping up with like, you know, new products, new technologies for like a couple weeks before you're pitching, when it comes time to for you to send a pitch, you know, if your name is out there and someone says it in the room, like, you know, the social media person might be like, oh my gosh, she's always on her Instagram. Like, she's amazing. We have to work with her. You know, you, you really do need to build a relationship because these brands, especially bigger ones, obviously are getting so many, probably thousands of DMs a day, just being like, Hey, I really love your brand. I'd love to have you send me a free product so we can work together. And like, if I were from a brand, I would just delete those honestly, because like, you know, and most of the time they don't even follow the brand again, if I'm the brand, I'm just like, really, you love us. You don't even follow us. You know, it, it is such common sense, but somehow it is missed so often. Again, it's the same thing as like, 
a relationship, would you go up to a girl you want to date and just be like, hey, let's date? <laughs> yeah. like, you haven't even talked to them? Yeah, yeah it's the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. So, some of these savages might out here. Who knows? But but they're definitely not going to get yeah, that honestly, date. They're true. definitely not going to get that date. <laughs> um, so so now, now my question is, all right, so uh, finding the brand's contact information. Um, it, it, yes. w- like when you start, when you feel like, okay, I, uh, you know, I, I follow them along enough on social, you know, what's, what's the next move? You know, is it, is it finding an email or can you make that, should you ask for the email through the, yeah, the, the, the DM, like what's the next move there? Yeah, I think it could work both ways. Honestly, I personally don't ever love to reach out with about collaborations through the DMs okay. just because I, again, I feel like brands get that so much that they're probably just overseeing it. Um, you know, and, and probably not really doing much with that information. Um, so I really think email is the best way to go about it. You're usually going to get to the right person that way. So typically what I'll do once I'm ready to start pitching to a brand, you know, I'll look through their website. I'll try and find the right person that I can reach out to. Um, and in the ebook, we have all the different options. It really can be such a struggle sometimes. And even with all the steps in there, there are very rarely times, but it does happen where it's still near impossible to find a partnership uh, email. And typically if I'm at that point where I've really tried everything, that's when I'll kind of as a last resort slide into the dms but at least you're doing it once you've already made a connection with that brand instead of just again being like hey you know i really want to try your makeup can you send me some yep <laughs> no i i think I, I think that's so right i, I one strategy that i've done and i kind of like uh figured it out by act uh, just like by happenstance uh that you can make content for brands before you work with them <laughs> and i've done yeah. this um i've done this in a way where it's like all right one, so one my thesis is uh, i'm the spokesperson you know behind the scenes spokesperson for creators and part of that is sharing tools sharing books sharing resources so i, I just yes. started making content around i was like okay i would share this stuff either way like i think it's helpful so i want to share it and as I would share it, of course, I would tag the people, I would tag the authors, and people love it. They reshare it, and then like, it's a fun yeah. way to build a relationship, one. But then, two, even if I don't end up working with them, which some uh, like I have been in talks with, talks with and I did end up working with, um, I have a case study for future brands that I can work with. So even before I have a brand deal, I have a yes. case study for, hey, when I talk about tools to my audience, this is how people respond, and they they, yeah. they enjoy it. So. Uh, so it gives me a little case study. I don't know if you've ever seen any of that or you suggest any of that or is that sort of like a, you know, something that you try to avoid? Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. Anytime the the more organic the partnership can be, I think yes. the better. You know, so if it's something you're already talking about all the time, like, and, you know, you're creating content for that brand, you know, unintentionally, it's great for the brand because they know that you're already a fan you're not like forcing it on your audience also it's great because again it's just more repeat exposure however i think the only issue sometimes you might run into is the brands are like well they're already creating content for free like why would we pay them (laughs) but again like if if you're creating good enough content that they're like you know we could actually use this on our social channels or we can put it on our tiktok page and again like any of that usage is something that you can be paid for so even if you're 
creating content for the brand. That's something that I've done too with, uh, again, like another influencer tool that I love. They saw me reaching out or saw me talking about it so many times. They reached out and were like, hey, we're doing this series on our Instagram. Could you make us some videos? And so even though, you know, I'm still organically talking about them all the time, they already get that basically for free from me. They still found another way to pay me almost as like a, a thank you, but of course they get content out of yeah. it too. So again, very mutually beneficial. So they asked you to make content they could, it would be original to their pages. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I got a question. Um, say someone did ask for a video that I made and they said, we want to use it as a Facebook ad. I'm, this might have happened. This might not have happened. Um, how much <laughs> would you, how much would you, what is that called? And how much would you, what would be a range that you would price for that? Yeah. So that's just called usage. And there's so many different kinds of usage, um, typically like organic usage where maybe they're taking your video and just reposting it to their page with, you know, proper credit and everything that's organic usage for socials. And typically that's something a lot of people don't charge for. Um, but as soon as they're putting money behind it, you need to be paid. Like that is a non-negotiable. They are monetizing off of your likeness, off of your content that you did not get paid for, especially in that kind of situation. You know, that's something you need to be paid for. So typically for usage, what I do is 15% of my base rate per 30 day period. So in that case where maybe they didn't pay you for that piece of content, but you just had already made it and then they wanted to use it. I would just say, okay, okay, how much would I have charged for this video? Take 15% of that per month. And that's what I would charge for the usage. Um, and I think usage can be, that percentage can change a little bit depending on what they're using it for. 15% is great for like, you know, a Facebook ad or, you know, like a, on their website or something like that, um, or a newsletter that they're pushing out, anything like that. But as soon as it becomes bigger, like if they're going to put it on like a billboard in Times Square or something crazy, like that percentage should definitely be higher. Yeah. So I would ask them how they plan on using the content and then go from there. And the other way that they can use your content is through whitelisting. However, it doesn't usually happen where like you wouldn't not know about whitelisting before it happened. Um, it's also called like dark posting on TikTok. But basically what happens is a post looks like you posted it. However, it's really an ad. Yep. So like on Instagram, you've definitely seen this a million times where like it will say your your someone's username. It will say sponsored right under it. And then under the photo, there will be like a t like a little tab at the bottom where it might say like shop now or visit our website. That is a whitelisted ad, but you created the content. It also looks like you're posting it. So it's beneficial for the brand because it doesn't look as much like an ad. It looks like it's a you know, very organic feed post. Um, and so for whitelisting, I usually do 25% of that base rate because they're now making it look like you're posting it. They're going to see more sales than if it were a typical ad. So if they're making more money, I also want to make more money. So whitelisting, I usually charge a little bit higher for. Mm, I like it. I like it. So you're giving us real structure to go by. So 25% for whitelisting, 15% for for uh, usage, paid usage. And, and those yes. are two new terms, maybe new some new terms to people that have just, uh, you know, it's funny because like you see people coming from the fitness background. Some people are like, they're they're backpackers. Some people, you know, they're they're just photographers, and all of a sudden they have these accounts, and they have to learn this whole new world of business. So you yeah. mentioned a couple new terms that they might have to learn. What what are let's let's go through what are like 
four or five other terms that are usually new to a person that kind of came into the influencer scene? Yeah, there are so many. And again, this is this is one of the most important reasons for me as to why I do what I do is because like I don't want anyone to just continuously get screwed over in this industry just because they don't have the information. So yeah, usage, whitelisting. Um, one other thing I've actually very recently started to see in some contracts is um, a make good post. So that might be a new term that you may see in um, your contracts or things like that. So a make good post is basically where the brand will set certain parameters for your content. And if it doesn't perform to that specific number then you will owe them a make good post which is basically just another post um i will always negotiate that out of the contract because i think that's a load of crap honestly (laughs) there's no reason you should have to create a whole nother piece of content just because it didn't perform we all know how the internet works and it usually doesn't work out the way we want it to so like you know that's out of your control so a make good post is something that you may see um exclusivity is another term that you may see and what that basically means is that you are agreeing to be exclusive to that brand in that brand's category for a certain period of time so for example if you're working with Neutrogena makeup they might be like oh well we need you to be exclusive to Neutrogena makeup for a 60-day period which means that if tomorrow CoverGirl came in and offered you $5,000, you would have to say no because you're under contract with one of their mm. competitors. And typically brands will list out the competitors, but if not, I always suggest asking so that there's no miscommunications that could be made there because that's something that they could terminate a contract yep. for. Um, so yeah, ex- exclusivity would be another one. Um, you may also see, let me think, I'm trying to think of what else there is. Um, I'm scrolling through here. Um, Usage, whitelisting, and exclusivity. Those are like the most common ones that you'll see. Um, I guess another one that you might see too is like payment method or payment terms. That's something that definitely deserves, um, you know, a little explanation. So payment method and payment terms basically is how the brand is going to pay you and when the brand is going to pay you. And if that's not in your contract, that's definitely something you should negotiate into your contract. Um, Because if, you know, a brand doesn't clarify that, you have absolutely no idea how or when you're going to be paid. So typically a brand might say like, you know, they pay through check or a direct deposit. Um, You know, they'll clarify the method. They might say PayPal, whatever it is. And then they might say, we pay net 30 or net 60. Um, Those are the most popular two options. And that just means 30 days from when you send the invoice, not business days, like 30 regular days um, or 60 regular days. Um, And that's something that's very important as an influencer or creator or a freelancer because, you know, a lot of the times it takes a very long time to get paid. So if you don't have any specific... Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if, if you don't have any parameters in there for them to have to abide by, like who, they could pay you like a year later or just like never pay you, <laughs> which yeah, is never yeah. fun. But it unfortunately is a sketchy world over there trying to get paid as an influencer. I'm happy that there are more resources. There's more people like you kind of creating like an understanding, like kind of this like uh, like a creator MBA where people can just, all right, what do you actually do? <laughs> How do you communicate with the brands? So here's, here's, here's a, um, this is, so the, I have a, I know someone that is around 1.5 million on TikTok. And, uh, he let me know that he got a brand deal 
and he told me how much he paid for it, and I was very mad at him. He only charged oh, $500 for $1.5 oh. on TikTok. And so my question is, what should he have done when that brand said, hey, for that video and link in bio, we're only going to give you $500? How should he respond in that situation next time? This is where that confidence comes in because negotiating is very scary if you yourself don't believe you're worth your rates, you know? So yep. first of all, if the brand offered him $500, he, I would hope at the point of having millions of followers, he has rates set in place. Um, if not, he should definitely look into that. That's very important. Um, but basically, you know, he should have came back at them and said, you know, I have over a million that's not like a couple of thousand or anything like that's a lot of people i have and over and a million people who are looking at my content and it was and it's a niche it's a it was a focused niche too yeah like yeah he could have made I, I, thousands and thousands, that, and thousands that, well of that's dollars. that's what that, that's what i said i was like listen that, that you could have added a zero to that easy like not even a like oh easy yeah yeah yeah, so I, I that confidence. I mean, that confidence. I have. Go ahead. Yeah, I have um one student of mine who she has I think a hundred and thirty thousand on TikTok, and she's charging like over two thousand dollars. So I mean, having millions on TikTok, like you should be charging a lot of money. And again, you would be very surprised. It's it might sound like a big number, you know. If he were to be like, "Yeah, I want twenty thousand dollars for a TikTok post," you know, so many brands, of course, are gonna laugh him in the face. But all he needs yeah. to find is one, and he's twenty thousand dollars richer. Yo, yo, you're so right. You're so right. And like, so instead of doing five brand deals that month, you could just do one and focus your energy on yeah. on that relationship. So, um, yeah. the, the your student that has is in the hundreds of thousands. Uh, what, what would you suggest to someone like her, uh, like a cadence for the amount of amount of partnerships you should do in one month? You know, is there like a number where you're like, yo, you, you don't want to kind of go over this this amount, or is it kind of depend on the person and what the brand deal is? I think it is a little bit dependent on what the brand deal is because the more that are very very organic, like that's not going to affect your audience very much. You know, like they won't feel like they're being thrown ads if you're talking about, again, like something you might organically already be talking about. But for example, you know, like she is in the fitness world. You know, if she started talking about like purses and hairspray and things like that, you know, <laughs> like, like once a week yeah. or twice a week, I, people would be like, this is not why we're here. Like you're, you know, they feel a little bit used at that point. So, I mean, first of all, just try and keeping to keep them as organic as possible. Like if she talks to protein brands and, you know, pre-workouts and like all of that kind of stuff that makes a lot more sense for her, she could probably do like two or three partnerships a week on TikTok, especially because on TikTok, you're posting typically more often than you are on Instagram in feed. Whereas Instagram in feed, I would say, you know, like typically brands will say no less than 50% sponsored posts. However, I think it for Instagram should be even lower, honestly. Um, I would say like, you know, one out of four maybe should be a sponsored post, one out of three. Um, obviously, some weeks sometimes are heavier than others with what you have to post out for sponsored posts um, with deadlines and everything. But if you can try and have like 25 to 30% or less be sponsored posts, I think you're in a good spot for your audience. 
Got it. Got it. And that's for TikTok and Instagram or just Instagram? I would say for Instagram. Again, I think on TikTok, most people on TikTok are posting at least once a day, you know, which is already more than some people are doing on Instagram in feed. So you have a little bit more kind of like filler posts between sponsored posts. So I think you can do a little bit more weekly on TikTok. Sure. Um, I would say like if you're, you know, if you're making 15 videos out of the week for TikTok, maybe you do like three of those as sponsored posts and i think that's again a very fair number interesting three a week yeah oh yeah i you have so much okay. stuff in between so them you know that it doesn't feel yeah like no no you're right you're, hitting people you're right so i think i so so i may, this might be something you come across because that that's something that i'm feeling now I am getting a lot of requests because, you know, I'm at like I'm, I'm coming up on 50,000 on TikTok, but I have a very strong core audience and uh, and I, I make high quality videos. So, I, you know, I've, I'm able to chart right. and I and I and a lot of them are able to use the videos for other purposes. So um, I am getting a, a yes. good amount of opportunities. And in my mind, I'm like. I can only do one a month. <laughs> like in my mind, oh, like, no, I think no. that's a, I think that's a mental thing where I'm saying like I don't want to like uh, look like I'm doing this too much. But you're saying you know I could I could at least do it you know a, a couple times a month. That, yeah. That that that's interesting. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. Play I think it depends that. on how much you're posting. You know, like if you're posting. Yeah only four times a week i think we're back to where we are on instagram with like maybe one out of four should be a sponsored post but like you know again on tiktok (laughs) people are throwing videos up all day long yeah yeah Yeah. exactly um yeah i mean people on tiktok you're posting a lot more so i think you have a little bit more in between so it's not like sponsor 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 you know you have some stuff in between yes yes okay all right this is this is all this is all helpful I had a question. I'm trying to. I'm trying because we kind of. I kind of <laughs> went off on a tangent, um, but I think this is all good insights for people because they're. Um, yeah. It's, like, like I said, it's new terrain. Um, oh, so when you post on TikTok, let's say you're doing a TikTok or a reel, what are the rules? Like, so say I I work with um, this dry erase company. I. I uh, you know, they, they, th- this isn't, I'm going to cover up the logo cause I did not work with them, but say I want to make a video with them. <laughs> do, do I have to tag them in the TikTok or like say it's an ad? Like what are the rules for posting a video as a sponsored post? Yeah. So this is called FTC guidelines and you can literally just Google FTC guidelines and it literally is an entire website of what you need to know. Um, but it's actually a legal obligation for you to follow by FTC guidelines. So it's very important that you familiarize yourself with that, um, for, you know, it changes all the time. So you kind of have to keep up with it, but for the most part, you definitely are going to be required to somehow share that it's an ad. Um, usually that's like with hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored. You might see like hashtag brand, whatever, whatever brand it is, brand partner. partner. Yeah. Um, but you have to clarify to your audience that it is an ad by legal obligation. And one thing else that I think is really interesting about that, that I've talked to so many people and I feel like no one knows this even if you're sharing like an affiliate link, you need to disclose that you are making money off of that. So like, for example, people on, you know, like Instagram stories, sharing links to products that they like, and it goes through an affiliate link and they make money off of that. They have to put some sort of 
disclaimer there that, you know, again, a hashtag ad or basically saying, yes, I do make commission off of these. There has to be some verbal or written disclaimer, even on affiliate links, something that you're not getting like a flat rate for. So anytime you are making money off of selling something or sharing something, you have to disclaim that legally. Okay. Got it. So like some sort of, because sometimes I'll see videos and I'm like, this feels like an ad, but it doesn't say it anywhere. So they might be, <laughs> they might be, uh, you know, cheating the system or, you know, or yeah, just yeah. doing that Ill- illegally. Is, is, that's not something you want to do for a long-term relationship. Uh, okay. So yeah, I no, got a definitely. question. And most brands, yeah, most brands you. that you work with, when you have to like send in copy for approval, they'll be like, oh, make sure you add hashtag ad. And it has to be like right in the first sentence. Like it can't be all the way at the bottom. Like there are a lot of specific rules about it um so i would definitely just familiarize yourself with ftc guidelines okay well you just hit a good subject i was going to go on a different subject but i'm going to talk about this one uh the creative collaboration with the brand so actually making the the video uh or Mm. a photo and the copy what is like um like What's the best way as a creator? Like, what are you really looking for? Because, like, I, I feel like some people, they have stories where, like, this brand made me – they they wrote the whole thing out. Oh, they yeah. made me do it this way. Like, what – um, how how do you set that relate that up for success and kind of set boundaries around the, the creativity in, in the brand deal? That's a really good question because I – I definitely hear a lot of things again on like when on my friends close friends list and stuff and they're like this brand you would never believe it happens yeah. a lot unfortunately again it's one of those things where like people brands will take advantage because they don't they know that a lot of people are afraid to stick up for themselves but at the end of the day I think what you need to remember is that it is a 50/50 partnership so you know, it just because the brand is hiring you does not mean they own you and you have to do everything the way they want it. You obviously might have to budge a little bit so that it's a fair partnership. But at the end of the day, if a brand ever gives me issues about what I want to do or the content that maybe I turned in, I have to basically stick up for myself and say, listen, you hired me because you like my content and because I you know, I know my audience well, and I know what they like. So if I'm creating content, I'm always doing that with my audience in mind. So, you know, like I know my audience best. I know what's going to sell. I know what they like. I know what they don't like. So it's really up to the brand to have a lot of trust in you. However, unfortunately, that is not always the case. And some brands don't like to give away that creative control. And I mean, that might be something even in the beginning of the partnership before you even sign a contract, I'll ask, you know, like, what are the creative concepts? Like, do you have any specific requirements? Because sometimes there are requirements where like, I don't, I feel like icky doing them and I don't want to do them. And so that's a partnership I might not even take on. So it's important before you even sign a contract to know all the details and be equipped with that information so that, again, you can even decide if it's something good for you. And if it is, you can start kind of thinking about what you want to do, but it never hurts to just ask the brand, Hey, this is what I want to do. Are you guys okay with that? Do you need me to tweak it a little bit? Because the worst thing is having to go in and reshoot it. And most of the time you do not get paid for reshooting it. So you just did double the work for no reason. No, sucks. it does. (laughs) It does. So I want to, I want to brag for a split second here. Um, so I, I did, I got a, a brand deal for the podcast, uh, and, 
I sent, and I don't know if this is bragging about me or the partner, but I sent over the brand, the, the brand read at the beginning, and they did not have one edit. They said, run it. And, like, either they're really cool or oh, I'm, yeah. I, did, I did an okay job. Or it might be a combo. But, like, <laughs> but that was awesome. And you know what I realized? I got this. I, I developed the relationship with this partner through a friend. And I'm just thinking like all good relationships, you know, people connect each other with other people, you know, and it's kind of word of mouth. Like, hey, you would enjoy working with them. Hey, you would be friends with this guy. He likes this sport. You know, like it's uh, right. No one's going to. Yeah, no one's going to share a a brand that they worked with if they didn't like the experience. So like that kind of tees it up for success and and the whole collaboration from start to finish. Uh, And so that's one thing that I wanted to mention. I'm curious if you've seen that. Um, I think at the beginning you, you had this natural impulse to be competitive and a little protective about your relationships and like, oh, I don't want to give away this relationship to another creator. I don't want to give this. But I realized that all of these creator teams, like they have budgets or all these brands have budgets to work with multiple creators. So if you can connect yeah. that brand with a friend that does a similar thing, they're happy. They got a new connection without doing any work and your friends happy because they're going to get paid. Do, do you see any of that? Uh, does that play into to how you work with brands at all? Yes and no. I I have a core group of friends that, you know, has very similar style to me or like if the brand liked me, they would probably also like these friends. And those are definitely friends that I will recommend for jobs, especially if I like if I see the brand and I immediately think of them, I'm like, oh, yeah, they totally have to work with this person. Yeah, too. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's I think it's nothing to be ashamed of if you don't want to um because i think a lot of people get nervous about you know giving away a potential partnership like you don't want the brand to go with that person instead of you so i would say like before you have your contract signed maybe you like get your your own (laughs) foot in the door first and then once things are good and you have a relationship then send all your friends yeah like it's it's, again very mutually beneficial but you do have to protect yourself first at the end of the day i I, i'm with you there so like after you do you know you you, because then you don't i mean also you again at the, the we talk about word of mouth you want to share like the experience if it was good so you know you you did the brand deal you did the relationship you know the partnership with them and then you you bring your friends into the into the yes. conversation yeah i i think it's um exactly. it, it's yeah it's it's um it, it's a, it's i think it's just like a just more of a collaborative way of looking at it that i think everyone wins in the in the long run with that strategy all right let's talk about media yeah, media kits media kits cuz that's a big question so at what point should someone yeah. start a media kit and what are the three things that you can't not include <laughs> can't not include there are three things you have to remember <laughs> to include <laughs> so i mean the again the earlier the better it's always good to have a media kit i personally don't use it all the time um most of the time the brand can kind of gather the information they need just from looking at my page yeah um or from my pitch i usually will include like the core demographics that they need to know so a lot of the times you don't even really need to use the media kit but there's definitely going to be times when a brand asks you for it to keep on file maybe they're working on something down the road that they want to keep your info on file for so i would definitely make sure you have one um if you're not like a big graphic design person you can literally go on etsy and type in media kit template and buy one for like three dollars drag it into canva customize it um so don't feel like you have to like 
you know, hire someone crazy to do this, it can be a really quick and easy thing. Um, for mandatory information on the media kit, I think most importantly, you should have your demographic information just so the brand can confirm that you are going to be a good fit in terms of who you're selling to because obviously you need to be selling to the same person that the brand wants to sell to in order for it to be a successful partnership. So, And that's typically not information they can see from just looking at your page, so you do have to somehow get that to them. Um, So that's one thing that would be very important. Second thing that I think is very important is like a good mix of image kind of or even video link examples to content that was like high performing for you or other sponsored posts or things like that just so the brand can get a good idea of what you might deliver to them if they you know were to work with you obviously this is something that they can find from your page too but i like to pull like my favorite posts or like my best work to put on there so they can kind of see the best of the best Um, And then I would say the other really important thing that you can put on there, maybe not at first, but a little bit further down the road is brands that you've worked with. Like I like to put the logos of the brands that I've worked with, um, you know, especially like the bigger, more impressive ones um, so that, you know, a a brand might look at that and be like, oh my gosh, she worked with this person. Like, wow, she must be, you know, legit. Um, So, you know, you're hyping yourself up. This is your time to hype yourself up. So, um, you know, show your best pictures, show your best brands, um, give them the the demographic information they need and the rest you can kind of just make look cute put a little about me in there maybe put some stats in there yep. but um i think those demographics are probably the most important because it's the one thing that they really can't get from looking at your page and again i you know this podcast is going to sound like a plug for the the, the ebook but I, I this is the truth i took what you shared on the ebook and i cop i just copied section by section uh, I, I used that as a template and copied it section by section uh, and, and made my own media kit. And the one thing, like, not one, no one, no one I've worked with, I don't think has asked for it. But what it does do, it gives you confidence if you needed it. And it gives you, like, a little more, like, yes. you know, it's like, it gives you just a little more, like, it, it, like in your on your side of the equation to, like, feel just um, yeah, that, that just a little more boldness about reaching out. But, like, okay, I have it if I have yeah. it if they need it. Yeah. So you feel more legit when you have that. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Even if you don't share it, it's like, it's something good for you. Like, like I, like I said, I have my tagline yes. behind the scene. No one needs to see, but it, 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 it answers me up. It gives me a little more, a, a little, just a little more, uh, yeah, just juice and excitement to, to, uh, you know, yes. make those pitches and, and reach out to people. Okay. This was an awesome conversation. I feel like we could talk for 10 hours here. Uh, when I first, <laughs> when I first found the book, I was like, I was like, my first instinct was I want to make a podcast highlighting my favorite moments of this. And then I was like, wait, I should just ask her to be on the show. <laughs> so <laughs> so thank you for coming on the show and breaking this down. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about giving people um, – you know, uh, the resources are here. The the tools are here. The You know, we have everything we need to build an audience online, but a lot of it comes from um, – uh, developing the confidence to be able to make those pitches, ask the brands to collaborate yes. with you and charge what's worth. And you're doing an excellent job at that. So I appreciate you. So where can people find the book and what else uh, can they, can they um, look out for if they want to find ways to work with you? 
Yeah, so we just released the ebook actually probably about a month ago now. Um, so it's under $30 and it's in our Etsy shop. It's a digital ebook and you can actually, um, you know, open it up and, and edit it. It is like um, an editable or fillable PDF. So it's almost kind of like a workbook style ebook. Um, and it really has, I mean, I literally poured every bit of information that I have in there. Um, there's real yeah. life examples of negotiations that I've gone through. Um, so you can see actual conversations. Um, there's a rate chart in there. I mean, I, it really has everything. Everything you need to start monetizing. However, it is self-guided. <laughs> it's self-guided. It's <laughs> I know. Self-guided. I, I, if you're someone who maybe can't really learn very well that way and you would like someone to walk through it um, and kind of go more in depth than what's in that ebook, um, just in terms of, again, making an impact and being able to monetize through your social media, that's where the Impact to Income Mentorship Program comes in. Um, We actually are, at the end of the year, raising the prices um, for the program and we never discount it. It's very affordable for what's included. I mean, I literally walk hand in hand with you the entire way. I will go through every single email response with you. We'll write all of your pitches together. Um, there's a lot of one-on-one there. And I definitely, I make sure that everyone comes out with a, with a good outcome. So um, that's our mentorship program. And we also do just one-on-one coaching calls as well. So if you're not fully ready to take on the mentorship program, but you need a little bit more than the ebook, we do offer like 60 or 30 minute calls. Um, and then we also have a social media planner it's actually like a physical planner we also have a digital version also in our etsy shop um and it's basically for people who like to use like a physical agenda um and it's a daily undated planner but it also has a ton of social media business content creation tips on all the pages as well as like a bunch of kind of workbook pages in that as well so we kind of hit everything if you need it we probably have it so so (laughs) i'm going to link to everything but what's the website where do we got to go yes um so it's your social mate s-o-u-l shulmate (laughs) um com you can also find us on instagram at the same handle um and then my personal handle where i also talk a lot about business entrepreneurship social media is k-b-o-u-s-q that is kbusk my first initial and beginning of my last name (laughs) amazing this was so much fun um there's there's definitely a lot more to jam out about i'm excited to uh, keep the conversation going and uh you know continue to see you empower individual creators it's it's uh it's just needed right now and uh you know there's a lot of opportunity out there and if if you if you need any structure or support go check out all of Kristen's material thank you so much for hopping on